0: Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And with that, let's continue with your show.
1: One of the things that we want to bring attention upon is the planning and the strategic iterations that go behind the scenes while developing a certain product. In fact, it might come to all of us as a surprise But following technology or design principles are not the only way to go about developing a successful and innovative solution. Indeed, the resilience to think creatively requires one to understand much beyond these restricted concepts. And today, we have with us one such individual, Lude Nathan, who comes from a background of electronics engineering he further went on to study psychology explicitly. He has known to deliver work of remarkable consistency in terms of planning and strategy, which has led to immense value to every project he has been associated with. He leads as a design director at Frog Design and drives his team towards excellence with his ability to merge technology, design, and business for global clients. With his passion to talk and nurture the design culture among people, we thought of having a conversation with him on design dialogue disruption on our journey of discovering designering. Hey, thanks, salute. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's it's lovely to host you on our show today. Thank you, Rohit. Thank you so
2: much for the opportunity.
1: Salute so, uh, you know before we kick start our conversation in technology and design, the first thing that I uh, wish to you know, know from you is how are you coping up with the COVID 19 situation? Um, I hope all is well at your your teams and you know everyone's families and uh,
2: So first thing uh, what I think is for designers, inspiration often comes from uh, being very close to the users and clients. Uh, I feel it's a difficult situation to work from home uh, and not having face time with most of the users and client. But uh, we need to follow the uh, health guidelines. At Frog, we use very good tools, which is helping us to do a lot of brainstorming, uh, posted whiteboard, and also interacting on live boards. This makes sure that we don't lose collaboration part, which is very important for every designer. Uh, We are also facilitating a lot of online workshops with clients and it has been effective during this COVID situation. Um, uh, And uh, frankly speaking, we are also winning a lot of new projects. uh, So we are busy with new business development as well.
1: Oh, wow. That's that's exciting.
2: Yeah. One other uh, small important thing we do every day is meet our designers for a virtual uh, video chai time. Um, we have this side time uh, across uh, Frog India. So what we do now is a virtual video site time. We usually um, interact every day. Uh, it's a casual meeting. Uh, I feel this is a very good method to make sure we get to see our team here and support our colleagues uh, during this uh, critical time. This has been uh, kind of uh, created a lot of good vibes in the team. I think this is a good way to connect uh, with the team during the COVID situation, I think most of the people across the globe should try to meet uh, their own people every day, and you know, kind of make this a, motivator, a motivated, motivated uh, situation.
1: I mean, that's that's quite thought-provoking. I completely agree to uh, this part of it. Uh,
2: going forward, for designers, I think it'll be very interesting to see how we we will collaborate and interact with clients. We always wanted to meet our users, clients. Uh, have FaceTime, do a lot of workshop with them. But now, with the dynamics, uh, will change. Travel and meeting people will be very difficult. Uh, we need to address this situation. I guess it's an interesting problem to solve, but um, the time would actually decide.
1: Completely agree. Um, In fact, you know, one of the interesting things while uh, researching about you and Frog, uh, we we looked at this new initiative that Frog started about telehealth uh, toolkit for doctors uh, during this critical time. So could you tell us a little more about it? Because I believe that uh, your office also contributed in terms of developing this.
2: Exactly. So, um, Frog quickly put together a support portal uh, because of this COVID situation. Most of the doctors and uh, patients were kind of split and they were not able to kind of uh, meet each other and doctors were, you know, um, uh, really wanted to avoid meeting patients. So, uh, Frog actually came uh, very handy or maybe they quickly took up this kind of an initiative where telehealth toolbox uh, is a collection of guidelines and a practical tool that aims to accelerate the uh, adoption of telehealth uh, practices uh, by primary care physicians or anybody for that matter. So during this COVID uh, situation, um, I feel you know uh, the doctors could quickly kind of uh, go online and they can start uh, consulting their patients. They can set up the entire thing. And this toolbox is uh, kind of uh, free. Uh, We have made this as open throughout the globe. Uh, Doctors across the globe can actually go and uh, see the steps and how to install, uh, what are the tools required, what are the payment gateways they require, and the entire setup they can do. Uh, And and maybe it is not just for the doctors. Uh, And I feel, in fact, it could be for every professional uh, supporting their clients remote. Remotely, and you know, want to make sure that they don't go very close to um, the people or clients they're interacting with. I think it really makes sense to kind of uh, incorporate telehealth uh, across the globe.
1: Well, I think that's that's quite noble thought, uh you know, by by yeah. the team Frog, and that's 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 um, really helpful. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, Lude, moving from a COVID situation, I I wish to step into, you know. Your walk of fame, uh, you know, your your life. Um, it's it's quite interesting to see things that you've done over a period of time. So, can you walk us through some masterpieces, some milestones that have shaped you and your journey?
2: Sure. Um, I worked on my first prototype twenty years back. Uh, it was a flash-based <laughs> prototype for a setup box. Uh, with a lot of uh, videos in it uh, I can still remember and laugh about it uh, I tried uh, ethnography study a uh, long time back I think in 20 years back nobody knew you know how to do the uh, ethnography study but you know that's when I started uh, when I went to a cable operator's office to understand how he tunes a digital box that small visit gave me an amazing insight I had a greater challenge how will I convert a digital box to a setup box it will be used by many users at home usually if you see there was um, uh, cable operators and you know people who were sending signals to home but the, the the entire scenario would change people would have set a box at home uh, we were working for korea australia and us markets. They have to tune their boxes by themselves. It was quite a challenge and a new product in the in the market. Nobody knew uh, how to do it. So we were pioneers in setup box. We shipped a lot of products worldwide in in 2000 and 2001. Uh, we started the setup box in India. Setup box actually came in 2005. Um, and I also got this opportunity to, to work on a lot of handle devices, jukeboxes, uh, even before iPod was launched in market. Um, and then TV for Philips, entertainment docking station for Singapore Airlines. Every three months, we used to kind of release new babies uh, in in the market. I was lucky to work with the industrial design team. That was my first uh, job and, you know, a lot of learning from my managers during uh, those periods. And then post that seven years of uh, product development, I moved to Huawei, which was a telecom giant. I was asked to set up a design team in India and then work very close with R&D head. Uh, Huawei was an ocean of opportunity. I built about a 20-member team. We worked on a large number of telecom-based uh, products. Most of them were white-label solution. A lot of travel to different countries, working and collaborating with big clients and some of the important projects. One such uh, important project I still remember and I would remember for my life is the Uh, service delivery platform for uh, MTN. Uh, MTN wanted to implement in 22 countries the SDP solution. And I was working with the solution team in Dubai to win this high word project. It was close to about $50 million project. And uh, I was very happy that we got the sign off based on our uh, initial deliverables that we did. And this was, you know, this really, you know, gave a lot of fame and, you know, a lot of appreciation from Huawei management. Um, post that seven years of work there was too much of uh telecom and you know products. I wanted to try something different. Um I started to work for ENY Ernst Young, um, one of the best financial consulting company. Uh I worked on a budgeting tool. Um I I just worked for like ten months with them, but you know, um the the ten months was a memorable one. Um, the budgeting tool, I got an award for it, uh, which would be used by finance heads across various organizations. So it's a budgeting tool, you know, companies would budget and, you know, the allocations would go to different finance departments. So that was an important tool. EY was having this vision of uh, going with products and, you know, uh, I, I didn't really see that, you know, flying. Uh, then I moved to Cognizant to handle a big creative team uh, in in Bangalore. Um, a lot of recruitment. It was a wonderful team. I was handling about ninety designers. Then I moved to um, you know making sure um, they are doing wonderful job, create uh, grooming them and making sure they are doing a fantastic job. Uh, post that um, you know short duration of one one and a half year, um, I wanted to you know try. Uh, to work on a you know a, a very big project, so luckily I got this uh, the social insurance uh, government based project um, uh, as a digital transformation manager from uh, Cognizant Consulting. Um, so I had to move to Middle East um, for a couple of years, and I was handling this uh, entire design initiative. Um, in this um, you know duration, um, I really. Uh, remember those app Uh, we launched a beautiful app for 8 million users this app gives me an immense memory and um, you know happiness the app was so intuitive employees can actually see the contributions uh, they are paying every month they can see the future pensions they can see health benefits they can also see their uh, unemployment support if somebody is fired or somebody is not having job. how would the government support them what is the salary, um, you know, certificates they can gather, what is the employment history. So the app was, you know, a kind of uh, complete, um, you know, uh, work life of a individual would be captured in that. So if I compare to India, we have this uh, provident Fund, uh, which is close to social insurance. We don't usually get much of details um, about our funds or service. Um, But this app, you know, people like really appreciated the amount of data and information which was provided. Uh, I also worked very close to about 10 different projects for this Middle East uh, client, very important projects, government initiatives. Uh, like a big payroll project for the government in the sense like the entire country would come under one uh, payroll system. That's a very big initiative the government was taking uh, to avoid a lot of uh, loopholes from the employees and employers and you know, stuff like that. Uh, one good thing is, you know, um, uh, I got to meet a World Bank uh, team uh, who were very happy to understand about the app and they wanted to take this as an example to various countries. And this was a big moment for me uh, in Middle East. Um, also, the government, uh, Middle East government, uh, had issued a appreciation certificate, which is which is like a a big certificate for me. Um, those are the you know very important moments. Post this engagement, um, I came back to Bangalore to start Frog India operations. Frog is a beam uh, company for many designers with uh, fifty years of legacy. Um, I was very happy to um, come come down from Middle East and start this operations in India. Uh, I also welcome many designers, uh, recruited some of the best designers in India, groomed them. We won together some fantastic programs. Um, I also handle some key account uh, and drive creative projects. Uh, a lot of development initiatives uh, um, out of Bangalore Studio. So this is uh, my journey um, I've been through.
1: Oh, that's quite a lot of interesting things that you've done, Lude, in your career. And and I was just thinking about, uh, you know, my experiences while I was, you know, going through your journey. Great. Uh, so, Lude, you know, from electronics, psychology, user experience, you know, how do you connect the dots? I mean, how did you stumble upon the world of user experience design and so many things which have been different, I mean, from technology and, and, and where you are? How, how do you connect?
2: All that? Right, right. Yeah, so after finishing my educations, um, you know, I was curious to do something different. Um, I, I really didn't have, you know, kind of a focused vision that, you know, I need to go into this domain. I was kind of exploring, but I wanted to do something really different. Um, then I saw this ad of, uh, you know, Diploma f- uh, Program in Digital Design. It looked very interesting and, you know, it was new and I was curious and registered for uh, this program way back in 1999 uh, e-commerce and um, you know was kind of becoming a boom and i wanted to try my hands there Uh, i started to like the design domain after the training and i was like very curious you know what should i do Um, and then in fact from the institute um, they asked me to you know uh, start teaching because i was hanging around the whole day in the lab and i was uh, just you know working on design um so they asked me to teach there. For that, I had to learn a lot more to teach. Then next, I was teaching for the next three months. I was there with them and I was teaching. That's how the entire journey started. Um, then I joined as a UI designer in software embedded product company. That uh, The product company was really into creating uh, those products, which I mentioned, handle devices, set up boxes. So I joined as a you know, UI designer there. Um, I'm happy dots are connected now, but it was not uh, exactly user experience way back. It all started as a UI designer, usability engineer, user-centric designer, and then it was uh, more of an interaction designer and then user experience designer and so on. So a lot of learnings. A long time back, um, uh, we had U.S. government usability engineering portal uh, to learn and explore about user experience design. NID, IIT, or other colleges didn't have uh, the interaction design courses way back then. A uh, lot of self-learning and uh, deeply involved on um, uh, consumer electronics-based uh, uh, products. that that kind of played the trick. And I'm happy, um, my electronics, psychology, and design courses were you know connected uh, in what I do, and I'm happy. To be excited to be in the space uh, going forward as well.
1: So, in fact, I'll come to that point of UI in a few moments. But one of the things while you were sharing this, um, you know, while you've been managing multiple roles uh, across so many years, uh, do you do you miss something uh, that you used to enjoy doing and you you are unable to do that anymore right now?
2: Frankly speaking, uh, my roles have been changing uh, or evolving over the period. But um, I've been in the uh, design throughout my career. Uh, also, uh, somehow connected very closely to human factor, which is both design and uh, psychology part of it. Also, touching the users' emotion and experience. Um, I've been, you know, an advocate of uh, human factors for uh, uh, about more than 15 20 years i've been talking about this and you know how do we make sure products are very user friendly how do we make the best product so a lot of conflicts with the development team a lot of issues with the development team but you know that's that's what um, makes a user experience designer but now it's easier people understand the value of user experience designers uh, one other thing uh, important thing now i'm focused on is building the best teams and grooming grooming them i thoroughly enjoy and happy um, i feel happy to work closely with um, you know young and energetic designers i would love to do more innovation based projects um, with uh, new ideas uh, teach some students freshers um, i feel that you know being connected uh, i would also love to contribute to some of the traffic and pollution situations if i get opportunity uh like an ngo or maybe i would like to work on infrastructure initiatives uh, by government but again everything connected to uh, you know supporting people and their uh, understanding their issues
1: i i'm sure i can empathize with this uh, being in bangalore uh, you are thinking about right. yeah. uh, some of these <laughs> exactly
2: <problems.
1: laughs> yeah uh, so you know uh, one of the things that you just mentioned right now about user experience now you know in in my reading my understanding right from the early man picking up sticks to make fire uh, to now creating these multi-dimensional experiences i think the i, I think as a, as a race we've come a long way but um, you know what do you think about the institution of experience design is it deeply rooted in us as human beings or is it just an added bonus that we got uh, you know evolved into mm-hmm.
2: um I don't think experience, design or human factors uh, or empathy is kind of a new concept. Uh, I think it is rooted in human beings. We have always been service oriented to each other. Uh, We are social animals and um, I think entire um, uh, human have been supporting each other uh, for generations. In fact, uh, I remember Gandhiji's word, the customer uh, is the king. Uh, this gives as an hint, you know, how can we create um, experience for others uh, or products or service or how can we make sure customer visit, the, visit us again and give a word of mouth. Uh, so, I don't think experience design is really new or, um, you know, it's not new in this era. Just that we need to keep reminding to our colleagues, clients or uh, to incorporate good design principles and remember from where. Um, you know, we are creating products for whom we are creating products, and you know what kind of service they really need. So I feel I feel it is it is not just evolved evolve now. I think it has been uh, with us for uh, um, ages.
1: I think that's that's quite insightful and a very interesting perspective. So moving further into depth in in this entire world of experience design. In fact, there's there's been a recent debate that including demographic data in personas is harmful. Um, It says that, uh, you know, they're just stereotypes of how people have behaved. What what do you think about it?
2: Uh, In fact, Alan Cooper was the first to bring the concept of uh, design personas. Um, We used to create a fake person just to give life uh, for our design work, uh, utilize this person to make sure we have some informed decisions. Uh, and i don't think it is a good idea to use uh, a lot of demographic data in personas and i don't believe in it uh, at frog what uh, we prefer to do is you know use more of archetypes more which describes target groups based on common attitudes behaviors expectations and pain points so these profiles um, you know really helps us uh, help the team to uncover some of the potential opportunity areas for addressing the needs um, of customer goals. So, uh, I really don't, you know, uh, go with the demographic uh, data, which is which is not really important for persons.
1: Okay. And um, is there any other uh, better approach to creating personas apart from what you mentioned of using it frog?
2: Yeah. So I feel uh, you know some simple steps for creating personas are you know having a catchy uh, name and a nice tagline. You need to describe their life situations, define um, maybe their expectations, capture some of their habits, uh, find a code that describes the most important thing the persona should convey. More than that, what I feel I really feel is um, more than the approach creating a better approach. I would rather say. We put the personas to a better use. I don't see many designers using persona in the design process. We just create one, you know, persona or two personas, just for the part of the process and move on. It is very important to take personas to the next level. I think taking a, you know, a good printout of your personas, putting it on your desk, putting it on the um, uh, work areas or maybe the discussion rooms. Um, we need to see them every day remember that you are creating uh, products designs services for them we need to really become like a detective uh, gathering as much info uh, possible about this person that you are working for one other thing is uh, you know the persona details should be always given to development team the development team should have personas the pictures posted in their work area they also need to know everything Um, you know about the person whom they're developing for either it is an admin user or is it like an e-commerce user for whom are they developing and they need to really picturize uh, those people so it's really important not just for designers even for the development team
1: you know Lude. in fact um, one of the points that uh, we had parked some time back was about this word user interface and, you know, my one of my uh, curiosity is that do you believe that experience design should be separated from interface design? I mean, is it time to break the UI and the UX?
2: <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um, really, I've come across many times where, you know, maybe UX designers, they feel they're, you know, um, uh, higher uh, when compared to UI or uh, VD. Um, but, you know, with the current trends and the new designers coming into teams, we don't really differentiate UX designers or uh, visual designers. At Frog, we are working to make sure our designers are product designers, both focused on um, uh, user experience as well as uh, visual design. Um, we are also getting elements of, uh, you know, uh, design technologists who focus on the UI. So it is very important to be able to shape the entire product requirement and not just uh, part of it so young designers like to work um you know whoever is coming as freshers and you know learning a lot and coming in they like to work on both um ux and vd and they're eager to you know um, uh, work on these kind of projects as a the entire chunk of work and not bits and pieces so hence i feel we should not differentiate, uh, but support and encourage designers to work on the entirety. There is nothing like a UX is greater or VD is uh, lesser important or UI is lesser. So everything is connected. I would really like to coin a word just as designer rather than UI, UX.
1: So Lude, what with, with what you were mentioning earlier and um, even taking the uh, COVID situation, do you think that if the government was to use solutions like system design they they would be at the front in 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 the forefront to fight uh, these wars of covid and traffic and and a lot of other challenges around
2: um, i i really feel the um, uh, not just the covid situation um it is really important for every government uh, department they should have uh, designers design leaders New ideas uh, really come from listening to people, observing uh, people, understanding people's problem in a detailed way. I don't think we have uh, teams in government who are doing this. Uh, I've been emphasizing in various forums about the importance. We had one recently with uh, Niti Ayo. Uh, There have been many departments who are failing to provide government services. People are uh, struggling to avail services or get basic information about the service or uh, you know facilities that they want. Um, uh, one other example um, I would like to connect is Ministry of Happiness from uh, government of UAE, where they try to understand how can we make citizens happy? What is that citizens need to be happy in the the in the country. Um, if design is given importance uh, in nation building, Think about the changes and possibilities. We have been creating wonderful experiences for uh, mobile apps. We have been designing phones. We have been designing TVs. We have been designing, you know, space designs and, you know, various um, uh, forums. But if a designer works for a government service infrastructure and betterment of Indian cities, I think we could really create wonders in the uh, government departments.
1: In fact, I completely agree to, uh, that thought, uh, Lude. Um, I was at Singapore last year and the government of Singapore has a separate department, uh, design department, which assists all the other departments so that they can create better sustainable, uh, and, you know, convenient solution for, for their population. So that's, that's quite an interesting thing to see. Right. Great. So Lude, moving from there, um, one of my, you know, the the last set of question is, at Avantika, we coined this term called as designering, And we personally believe that uh, the worlds of design and technology or engineering come together. And there's a very interesting, um, you know, uh, situation that it creates. What's your view on this? Do you think design hearing, um, as a concept, uh, you you see that flourishing in due course of time?
2: A hundred percent, you know, I would really uh, agree with this because um, design is going to be the next innovation. So I feel design um, designering, right, uh, the entire process of doing uh, an engineering with a design view, I think this is the most important thing that, you know, we need to think about. Uh, our engineers who are coming out of college and, you know, um, various students coming from different kinds of educational background. I think having design as one of the prime um, learning curve or, you know, having the design thinking process in anything that we do uh, would really make sense to, you know, get them uh, to the right picture and right track.
1: So, Lude, while we were doing this discussion, One of the um, questions that I had is with this abundance of ideologies that are making rounds on internet, what would you tell aspirants to refer as a Bible?
2: Um, I have a couple of uh, suggestions here. Uh, First thing is I keep telling uh, to many designers I've come across in uh, in various forums and in teams, uh, please be empathetic towards uh, people, friends, colleagues and uh, society. We need to first respect and understand each other very well. Uh, We are into people business. We work very close to emotions and psychology of people. It's not just creating UI, UX experiences. We are working very closely with people and for the people need. Second important thing is we need to observe uh, people a lot. Of course, after the COVID situation uh, gets better. This is the biggest asset for designers. Um, Make sure every moment you see is captured, we also study market, we go through a lot of apps and competition, uh, read blogs, uh, see the best design, but we never focus on the user or people. Uh, I tell many times we have taken time to learn about different people, community or society. Many of the designers miss this part. we ignore our surroundings or we don't see you know each other or we just you know forget about the users as such um Third thing is um especially uh design students you need to think about solving people's problem uh, designers are the new innovators, so I think um, that's a, a important one for design students. fourth is. Uh, like I said, brainstorming is is the most important part of uh, uh, any project. I really feel if you're in college or in office or you're in any kind of uh, projects that you do, the more um, productive your team will be if you brainstorm regularly and effectively. So these are my you know some of my suggestions for uh, students and freshers and you know other designs.
1: Excellent. So. Moving from there, Lude to my last segment. And we call this a gyan vyan yeah. session. So it's like a quickie takeaway segment um, in terms of your views. Uh, so I'll be putting across quite a few questions to you, and we would like to hear your top of the mind answers to these questions. So are you ready for this? Sure. Go ahead. Okay, great. Uh, so the first question is you need to pick up a superpower, being able to read minds. Or know exactly what the solution to a problem is. Which of these superpowers would you select?
2: Uh, I would uh, go with reading the mind. And why so? Uh, That's the most important thing. uh, To learn about uh, an individual. To support him. To make sure, you know, to be comfortable with him. So, I think uh, the mind reading would be the choice I would go with
1: okay reminds me of one of those films that i'd seen on <laughs> uh on there they had a Nike case um, so this film called Is what women want and was pretty interesting where he could read uh you know what the customers actually think about um, you know shoes as a product so moving sure. to my second question uh, can you describe me your design ideology um
2: first thing uh, about any designer is um, you know really having you know uh, idea uh, or a solution or an innovation then going and brainstorming and you know working with various people who's thinking uh, in similar lines and how can we uh, get the best product out of it uh, and realizing it, the third thing is convincing the teams. And how do you go and you know implement uh, the entire thing? So just having ideas or design ideas wouldn't really work. We need to brainstorm. We need to really innovate, and then you know try to make sure it is feasible and implementable.
1: Okay. And what is a chatbot to you? Is it a guide or is it annoyance?
2: Um, chatbot for some extent is good uh, if i want a straightforward answer it is good but if it's trying to replace uh, somebody and if, if they would collect my number and they would say get back uh, i would not be really interested to uh, go with the chatbot So chatbot should be much more um, you know scalable uh, I, re- I remember about the amazon watson where It it takes about five years, ten years to really learn patterns, uh, really learn from what people have been uh, giving answers and, um, you know, uh, suggesting uh, answers for many people. So even if chatbot is there, it would take ages for them to learn and, you know, give uh, right feedback. So one is not just uh, for the sake of providing a chatbot, you know, it doesn't work uh, in that way.
1: Okay, and um, here is a tough one. Um, if you could speak in only five words about your entire life, what would those five words be?
2: Um, Difficult question. <laughs> so, I, I told you. So, difficult question. Um, five words. Um, okay, I'll start. Uh, emotions, design, uh, empathy, loving, and uh, caring
1: okay though though they were synonymous but let's let's take them <laughs> so what's your reaction um, if a client told you that lude we do not require any kind of user research what's your reaction uh
2: it really depends on uh, what kind of project uh, if the project is a straightforward project we wouldn't you know go and uh, push hard for uh, design research imagine we are doing a very complex project uh, a very challenging project we really i don't understand uh, people's problem and their requirement we would actually give justification what is the importance of design research how would you um, have the benefits of people's voices uh, their uh, ethnography study, uh, the detailed feedbacks from your users. So we would actually project and give those uh, feedbacks, and um, we would show the importance of the design research. If it is really required, uh, we would do. Uh, most of the time, we would do out of uh, budget. But if it is really something that is big scale, we would ask for the right budget, and you know, we would uh, try to explore to do the design research part. But if it's a straightforward thing, uh, based on the experience that we have, we would move forward.
1: Okay, interesting. And Lude, if you were an animal in the animal kingdom, in your company, who would you be? Which animal would you be and why?
2: Uh, I would really be elephant. And why? Um, elephant is uh, is a calm and um, a nice uh, a person in the forest he doesn't go and you know disturb uh, others and in in a similar way people are scared to come to uh, elephant
1: okay so you you said a lot a lot of things about yourself <laughs> in the organization <laughs> and here is the last one lude A book that you recommend uh, to all our listeners that it's a must-read book. Which which one would that be? Um,
2: I would go with um, innovation um, by. There's a book which is very important that uh, I read uh, from um, uh, David Kelly, uh, innovation uh, for design. Just a moment, maybe. Why why
1: do you recommend this?
2: Um, It was it was purely. Uh, by, yeah, sorry, I have the book. So it's called The Art of Innovation by Tom Kelly. Uh, he was brother of David Kelly. Um, both are co founders of um, IDEO. Uh, again, IDEO is our competitor, but uh, it's a fantastic book. Uh, a lot of innovation I really like about innovations, uh, and it gives a lot of perspective how teams behave and you know, how teams should actually work together and innovate together. Uh, what are the brainstorm sessions they need to have? So that's a wonderful book I would suggest uh, everybody to read.
1: Great. So I think this was really insightful, uh, Lude. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much uh, for doing this.
0: Hey there, we hope you enjoyed our show. Do write to us on ads at the red we look forward to your opinions, feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show. Do tune in our channel next week on Wednesday for a new story on Hub Hopper or wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in with us on our journey and don't forget to share it with your friends.